Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And this episode is is not about The Simpsons, but we have a couple of things that we want to talk about before we actually get into what we will be talking about. So I learned uh, since last week a fun fact about your dad. Mac Grady went to the same school he went to in Portland. Yeah, so I don't think... They didn't go to school together, right? Not together, Bo, but the same school. Yeah, they're from the same part of Oregon, and uh, yeah. Yes, in the city of Portland. And I know that you've actually met Matt Groening yourself. Yes, I did once, I think in July of 2008 at Box Studios. I saw some of the cast as well, and I, like Dan Castellanotta, um, Yardley Smith, Julie Kavner, Harry Shear, and I got their autographs, and... I met Mac Groening, and I still have a picture of me when I was 12 when I met him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so so what are we actually talking about on today's episode? Disney's The Emperor's New Groove. Yes, and it's actually its 20th year anniversary this year. Yeah, that's right. And it came out December 15th, so a bit of a belated birthday to The Emperor's New Groove. It's definitely... A favorite, although at, at the time it wasn't uh, as uh, successful as other Disney movies. But we'll we'll get into that. It's actually pretty interesting. So we'll get into that in a second. But first, let's do a famous voices. Well, here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. Houston, we have a problem. You're going to need a bigger boat. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. There's no place like home. Sawyer, you're going out a youngster, but you've got to come back a star. So, uh, as a reminder for people who may not be familiar with this segment, we on this segment we talk about famous actors who have appeared in live-action films uh, who sometimes lend their voices to animated roles. So, here, I'm going to play a clip, and Ezra will tell us who this is. You know, call me crazy for following this guy all the way out here, but as much as he tries to deny it, I know there's some good in him. Besides, I couldn't just leave him out here all alone. He's a lousy llama. I mean, a really lousy llama. Yeah, I know who John Goodman is. He's an actor and comedian. This character, Pacha, who's one of the main characters in The Emperor's New Groove, also happens to be the same actor who voiced Sully in Monsters, Inc. and University, as well as Big Daddy LaBeouf in The Princess and the Frog, two other Disney films he was in. Yeah, so John Goodman, he's well known for being in The Big Lebowski. He's a, a big guy, um, and he has that really iconic voice of his. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be talking about him a little bit, or, or his character, rather, a bit more in just a second. But first, before we do that, let's answer last week's trivia question, which was, who voices the most characters in The Simpsons? That is Dan Castellanotta. Many multiple characters on the show, like Homer, Grandpa, Krusty, as well as Mayor Quimby, Sideshow Mel, Barney Gumble, Hans Molman, many characters on the show. Yeah, it's very common on The Simpsons. I think we mentioned it, the, the voice actors for that show do a lot of different voices, so... Yeah, I know. Dan Castellanotta was the voice of the genie in the Aladdin TV show and the second Aladdin movie, Return of Jafar. 
That's a fun little fact, yeah. Okay, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around to the end to get this week's trivia question. But for now, let's get to our feature presentation. So, like we said, the movie originally came out December 15th, 2000, exactly. And as I alluded to earlier, at the time when it came out, it wasn't that successful. It wasn't a box office bomb. But it didn't flop financially. It just did perform lower than expected. Similar to how Hercules, Pocahontas, and The Hunchback of Notre Dame didn't flop financially. They just performed lower than expected. Yeah, and there's actually a bit of history with those films. But we'll get into that in a second. I should say that even though it didn't do as well as expected at the box office, it actually was very, very successful afterwards in terms of DVD sales. I think in 2001, it was the most sold DVD of the year uh, across the board, not just animated films. Mm, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, but before we get a bit more into the history of it, because I think that's it's a fascinating bit of, of trivia... Why don't we give a summary for people who may have not seen it or may have not seen it in a while? It's about a spoiled young emperor named Cusco, who's pretty selfish and not very kind to others. And he's 18 years old of the Inca Empire, and it takes place in Peru thousands of years ago. And his assistant advisor, actually, whose name was Isma, he, he fires her and along with her assistant Kronk mm-hmm. and Isma gets really evil and bitter and jealous. And she comes up with a plan to get revenge on Cusco by poisoning him. The, with the idea that she will then take over as the ruler of, of the empire. Cusco meets a kind, meets a kind, humble peasant named Pacha. Cusco plans on building a summer home called Cusco Topia, but he's building it where Pacha's villages and is planning on destroying Pacha's village. And he, but he doesn't care that it's, destroying his village he's just starts off as just a selfish spoiled guy and then isma's coming up with a plan to poison Cusco with a with a potion with her assistant kronk who's not really so much of a bad guy like isma he's more dim-witted and more lovable and good-hearted compared to isma yeah definitely and then isma thinks that that it's the poison who's gonna kill Cusco. But it was the wrong one. It was well. They go. They have like a a dinner together, right? And then Cusco drinks it, and then Isma discovers the mistake. It wasn't. It was the potion that accidentally turned him into a llama. <laughs> yeah, and and the way they find out that it was in fact this is that there's a sticker on the potion, and in fact the sticker was folded over to make it look like a skull. Right? So, like, that's the death. But they folded it up. <laughs> it's a picture of a lot. It's very silly. That line I used to say or used to repeat a lot when I was a little kid, when Isma says, A llama! He's supposed to be dead! It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line. I used to say that a lot when I was little. Uh-huh. After that, uh, Isma orders Kronk to take care of Cusco, and Kronk is going to throw him into a river, right? But then he has a, a, <laughs> a bout of conscience it which is literally depicted by a good angel and a and a bad devil on his shoulders sort of talking yeah, through that. <laughs> you know and it's it's very silly 
Um, there's a great joke about that later on the movie. Um, Cusco, and then the the sack accidentally ends up on Pacha's wagon. Later, like, once Pacha opens the sack, he sees the llama, and he doesn't know it's Cusco yet. We should also specify that Cusco's able to just talk in perfect English, uh, despite being a llama. I know, and then he could have got turned into a... Then when he wakes up and then he sees that he got turned into a llama and his reflection. Mm-hmm. And Pacha is unwilling to take Cusco back to the palace unless he changes his plan to build his summer ho- home somewhere else instead of his village. Then Cusco tries, attempts to get to the palace, even though it's far away, through a jungle mm-hmm. where he meets a... <laughs> A silly squirrel named Bucky. And then Cusco accidentally wakes some hungry jaguars and gets chased by them. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but he's ultimately rescued by Pancha. And then they fall down a waterfall. And then that's sort of when Cusco opens up to making that deal. Although we learn later that he didn't necessarily intend to keep his promise. So that part of the film, he didn't keep his promise. And then at a restaurant uh, where Cusco finds Isma and Kronk, Cusco thinks they're looking for him. But Poch is trying to warn Cusco that Isma is trying to trying to kill him. And she's up to something and she, she doesn't want to rescue him. She wants to kill him. Basically, Cusco thinks that Pancha is trying to trick Cusco. So he decides to leave on its own to go back but then Cusco overhears Isma and Kronk talking about and, their plan and to... then he regrets not listening to Pacha's warning yeah and and but also a, another key thing is that he learns Cusco learns that he wasn't missed back home because he was a very selfish ruler nobody liked him nobody you missed know. him and so he decides uh, instead of going back or making things right, he decides that he's just going to live out the rest of his life as a normal llama. Yeah. I, I, and also I forgot to mention earlier the part on the bridge in the gorge that Cusco and Pacha are in and Cus- and they get chased by some crocodiles and a swarm of bats and some scorpions. And Cusco was the part when Cusco takes back his promise that he wouldn't help Kacha, who's all tangled up in the in the ropes. Yeah. And then the back to the part when Cusco, when he finds Pacha in the Valley of Llamas, in Pacha's village, uh-huh. Cusco is happy to see him. And then he decides he'll stop being so selfish and rude to others and be kind. Yeah, so they, so they plan on going back, but then they find out that... Isma and Kronk have actually made it to Pancha's village. I know, and that's where Pancha's with his wife, Chicha, and his two children, I remember. And so Pancha asks his family to distract Isma, And she becomes a piñata. That was such a funny scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then as Cusco and Pancha run back to the palace, Isma with, with Kronk are on the chase after them, and then they arrive, and then... They go and come to the lab to find the right potion that would turn Cusco back into a human. And there's the funny Wizard of Oz reference, like when Pachas is lions, uh, tigers, bears, and Isma says, oh my, because she <laughs> has the potion for humans. Cusco was trying to convince the guards that he was a llama, but it was actually him, but nobody believed him. <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. And then some of the guards accidentally get turned into animals, and they try to follow Isma's orders. 
Cusco then gets turned into a bird, then a turtle, and then a whale. Yeah, because they grabbed a bunch of vials and they're trying to find the one that will change him back. And then um, Isma accidentally gets turned into a kitten. <laughs> yeah. But she's still evil and she still plots on killing Cusco and taking over the palace. And she t- attempts to drink the potion, but then she falls. Cusco succeeds at getting the potion, drinks it, and turns back into a human. And he learns some lessons not to be so selfish, so rude, and then he decides he'll build his summer ho- his Cusco-topia somewhere else, and he learned to be humble and respect one another and treat others the way he likes to be treated. Yes, good lessons learned. Kronk has become a scout, a squirrel scout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I we'll talk about Kronk later because he's he's my favorite character from the movie. I like him too. He's funny. Yeah. But before we get into that, I think uh, something you told me is that originally this movie was going to be something very, very different. Yes, that's right. It was going to be originally going to be an epic musical, kind of like The Lion King in a way called Kingdom of the Sun. Right. Pacho was going to be the main character and... The story was going to be different. Yeah, the story was going to be a lot different. It They had Sting was going to do a lot of the music. I think he was he was contracted to compose several of the songs for the film. He did end up having one song in the movie, uh, which was nominated for an Academy Award. You see the patterns in the big sky. The trajectory of the development of this movie changed a lot after the underwhelming performances of Pocahontas and The Hunchback, because those those two movies were like the epic musicals, kind of like, as you said, as like uh, Lion King. Yeah, but those films, although they didn't flop, they did did underperform lower than expected. And the movie was shifted to have a more comedic tone. The musical elements were dropped, and it was it was much more straightforward film, which worked out really well, in my opinion. I agree. Yes, Isma in the original version was also planned was also planned to be the villain. There were also some deleted characters, Nina, Hukwa, and Mata. Those were some characters who were in the original version who never made it to the final cut yeah but of course i mean the the version we got is considered a classic by many and so i guess just to ask ezra what why what about this movie did you love so much funny jokes and very amusing scenes and it's also a parody of the classic fairy tale the emperor's new clothes Uh by hans christian anderson oh yeah definitely because um in a lot of ways, Cusco plays that role of the the narcissistic, self-centered emperor character who doesn't even realize he's making a fool of himself. And that Isma's like one of those people who's pretending to be a weaver. Where this story differs is that it kind of has, has a happy ending for the emperor in this version, where he actually learns his lessons and, and becomes a better person. But let's talk about the character of Kronk. What 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 is he like as a character? He's lovable and kind and fun-loving and friendly. He's not the brightest person, but at his core he is a good person. 
because even though he is following Yzma's orders, helping her out, uh, you see him throughout the movie. He's he's sort of operating as the, the comic relief for the, the movie. While they're going through the jungle, he's like spotting birds and talking about what the birds are like. He mm. communicates with the animals. Like with Bucky the squirrel. Yeah, so he, he can he, <laughs> he can speak the language of different animals. Um there there's that great joke, like I was saying, he has the, the angel and the devil on his shoulders, and there's a part at the end where Isma has ordered him to kill Cusco, where he's he's having another conversation with these these two characters on his shoulders. Like because he just he doesn't really want to do these things Isma forces him to do. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> There's a great moment where it pulls out to see the other characters as he's having this conversation. And all they can see is that he's just talking to himself. And they kind of look at each other like, what's going on? It's really funny. I know, I agree. And I know that that film, though, also got followed by a direct-to-video sequel released in 2005 called Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, and as well as a show, right? Yeah, called The Emperor's New School, which was on from 2006 to 2008. Yeah, so obviously Kronk was very popular, so he got his home movie. Yeah, voiced by Patrick Warburton, a recurring voice actor. Oh yeah, he's he's famous. Like, he has a great voice. He's a great comedic talent, for sure. And then also, of course, there's the character of Pancha, who um, he's kind of the good-hearted person who, even when it means doing something to his own detriment, he will still do it if it's the right thing to do. He could have let Cusco die and thus saved his village, but he knows that the right thing to do is to try to help him and save him. Yep, and he, and Cusco learned a lot of good lesson, life lessons from him. Like, don't be so selfish, and don't be so rude to everybody, and don't act so spoiled and vain. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah, and, and just to illustrate just how selfish this character is, at the beginning of the movie, he's like doing a dance and it's a whole musical number. I like the beginning of the part when he accidentally bumped into an old man. Right, exactly. And instead of apologizing, he said, Gow, you threw off my groove! And then one of the guards said to him, I'm sorry, but you threw off the emperor's groove. And then he threw the old man out the window <laughs> saying, sorry! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just like he's he's so full of himself that, <laughs> Some, somebody accidentally bumping into him is a crime worthy of, of throwing that person out a window he, he's just not a good person but clearly Pancha believes otherwise he believes that Cusco has has some redeeming qualities about him that are that are worth trying to save yes and he did later on learn some lessons to be to care about one another and to treat others the way he likes being treated. Yeah, and I think um, certainly not anything new or or super original, but I think worthy lessons to to have in a movie like this. Yeah, I agree. This film I know was also Disney's 40th animated feature. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Truly a, a great 40th feature to have. Like it's uh, yeah, it's. Still a classic. It's still, uh, I think, especially now um, in the era of like gifs and memes, like this movie is <laughs> is made for this kind of time. And it's one of the funniest animated films Disney has made. Oh, for sure. 
But it's interesting because it represented a big shift for Disney. And Disney doesn't really make movies like this, at least not anymore. I think it's more common to see these these kind of movies from other studios. It was one of the few at the time from the 2000s along from Disney, along with Lilo and Stitch and Bolt, that were actually all critically and commercially successful. At just as much as the Pixar films at the time, like Up, Wally, Ratatouille, as well as many DreamWorks films then, like Shrek. Sure. What I mean is in the sense that it's like a pure comedy, I think. If you look at other uh, Disney movies or Pixar movies, it's it's obviously comedy is a big element of those movies. But there's a very serious kind of drama, I guess, undergirding the story of, of telling the story. Yeah, I see. Yeah. It has a lot of such appealing, fun characters, a funny, comical villain, and um, funny lines, and really silly moments, and a really fun movie from my childhood. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it in a while, consider giving it a watch. It's a definitely one worth revisiting. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question from Ezra. Who was originally going to be the voice of Pot of Pacho when the original name for Emperor's New Groove was Kingdom of the Sun? Okay, so if you know the answer to that, let us know on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later.